You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Pure Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Equal Vision Records and Sound Talent Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week, we have Shauna Potter from War on Women. We had Brooks Harlan from War on Women as well uh, a few months back, well, maybe closer to maybe a year ago. Um, but this band is fantastic. I discovered them through Jim uh, from Sparta and at the drive-in who introduced me to Brooks, who then introduced me to Shauna. And uh, we weren't able to make it happen in person when they were in town in Portland, but we did it over Zoom a couple nights later, and uh, this is what we got. So uh, excuse my voice a little bit. I have a bit of a cold, but I want to make sure I got this out anyway. Um, so it's going to be a little scratchy, but hey, that's all right. And I didn't have a cold during the interview, so it's just the intro that's got this scratchy, scratchy throat. Anyway, uh, let's get some business out of the way and we'll jump right in. So peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email if you want to get in touch with me. If you have guest suggestions or questions, comments, anything like that, or just want to say hello, either way, uh, hit me up on the email. Uh, I want you guys to join the Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash peerpleasurepodcast. There we have, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, we have live versions of the episodes um, and we're doing all sorts of stuff on there. We're just slowly building that up, but I would definitely like you guys to subscribe to that uh, and help the show out as well as the premium service that is supporting cast, excuse me, peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm. Uh, peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the premium service where you get the videos of the episodes. You get the uh, past cast, which is a separate podcast where I discuss episodes with listeners and other podcasters, and you get the ad free feed as well. 
Also, I want you to join the Facebook group. That is the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle on Facebook. You'll know who's coming up, um, when they're getting released, how things went. You can submit questions, things like that. It's just a, a good deal to be a part of that, and that is absolutely free. So uh, go ahead and sign up for that stuff. Guys, I really appreciate you coming back week after week. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Telling friends about it, you know, that word of mouth is paramount. So it's definitely something that has been taking this show to another level. And I thank each and every one of you for that. So uh, I want to get into this episode with Shauna. We talked about a lot of awesome stuff. She's a fantastic person. She's also a podcaster herself. So aside from being the singer of War on Women, she has a podcast called But Her Lyrics. She also has a book out called Making Spaces Safer. She is also doing uh, clinics and things like that, teaching people, um, you know, mobile mobile coachings and teachings on how to make spaces safer. So you're going to hear a lot about that in here. But without further ado, here's my chat with Shauna Potter from War on Women. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm well. <Whoa>! How are you? <laughs> <laughs> that just freaked me out. That was awesome. What? That Zoom works that or the, what? That was the best in, intro ever. Like the, <laughs> it's just nothing <laughs> and no sound. And then, hi. I, you know, it ain't my first rodeo. So <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's, uh, it's always weird with Zoom. It, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's terrible. And you never know until you're into it. Uh, sure. So, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Sound great. All that good? Is the gain too high? Is it all right? No, I can control <laughs> all that over here too. So like, it's okay. all... Because you do a podcast as well. You know how this works. Like all the little ins and outs of this. Supposedly, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a learning process. But um, yeah. No, sounds great. It sounds great. And uh, great. what are you using? A Yeti there? I am. Um, 
I was lucky enough to do uh, a project last year that paid for supplies to do virtual trainings. And I was like, this is my time to write something off uh, that's, you know, uh, pro am, you know, pro amateur. Yeah. I was like, I will upgrade from just my earbuds. Is that Thank you, that government. Means? Thank you, Maryland government. Pro am. Is that what that means? Pro amateur. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. I, but I think so. Yeah, it, <laughs> I think so. I, I only know about that because um, my partner has uh, likes to take uh, photographs, has a, a nice camera, and like over the years, kind of always upgrades to like the nicest amateur or the lowest professional. You know, like I just know about all these varying degrees when it comes to equipment. Um, and so I'm sure that's true for the Yeti. Like I'm sure real pros, like people working at Sirius XM or whatever, they're not using a fucking Yeti, but God damn, it sounds great for what I'm doing. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's a great And that's microphone. just, you know, I'm just a professional amateur <laughs> in life. So it <laughs> works out well. <laughs> we, we've discovered the meaning of pro-am. I always wonder what that meant. I always saw it in like <laughs> racing games and stuff like the, the whatever pro-am racing. It just means you're not getting fucking paid enough, yeah, really. Exactly. I think <laughs> <laughs> regardless of ability or interest. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, you, so you're. Are we starting? Is yeah, this it? Oh, hell yeah. This is, oh, okay. how, this, right, this cool. is how this goes. Uh, I'm ready. I guess. I guess I should give people a heads up. I don't know. I, I, two hundred and fifty some episodes in now. I've I've stopped. I I guess I've never started giving people like the rundown. <laughs> like I uh-huh. just kind of assume it's just gonna go how it's gonna go. Like uh, I think Brooks said like at the end he's like, so where do I send the invoice for therapy? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not the first time I've heard this, but it was uh, uh, it made me laugh because he's a fantastic dude and um. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he knew what he was. I think maybe he did. I think he'd listened to the show before. And, and he's a it. student. He's an eternal student. I'm sure he listened to some episodes, researched you a little bit before agreeing to do anything. <laughs> um, so I'm sure he knew enough. But the experience of doing interviews, especially long form, um, there's a learning curve to that. Yeah. It's not an everyday thing that people do. So I feel a little bit uh little bit more ready maybe than than brooks was also i'm just really glad that brooks did it first actually um he doesn't get interviewed enough uh or talked to enough um and he's an amazing you know amp builder he's an amazing guitar player um but you know in a band like ours people are like people generally just want to talk to the lead singer no matter what yeah um but then also uh in such a overtly feminist band uh, they probably are intimidated to ask, you know, any questions of the cis dudes. Like they're like, well, if we don't ask the ladies the questions, maybe they'll get mad at us. So ladies only. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad, I'm glad he was able to do that. Well, that's uh, the, the cool thing about that is that's how I heard of your band. Uh, so I had Jim Ward from Sparta on yeah, and it was his first podcast ever. So he was freaked out really uh, yeah wow yeah. his first before okay. he started doing that fridays for our friday beers. what year is this 1998 what no, is he talking dude, about no he's, he's never <laughs> done it before he's freaked, freaked out about it and uh at the end like he had a good time and and we were kept in touch and uh, i was like who else should i talk to he's like you should talk to my friend brooks from this band yeah. war and women i was like who <laughs> and he's like you haven't heard war and women i was like no i was like check him out so i'm at at work i work construction uh now that i don't tour anymore um and I had my stereo going and I put it on. It was, I think it was capture the flag 
uh i'm trying to remember the first i heard but if uh, immediately it was just like this is fucking awesome like the Yay. the guitar tone alone like sucked me in. i'm a guitar <laughs> player so like i'm like this is <laughs> fucking great so you get it i get it and i was like this is fucking awesome and and uh so i just went down the rabbit hole and then got in touch with brooks and and set all that up but it was all through jim and that's how this has been going like I'll talk to someone, and then if we keep in touch, I'll be like, who else should I talk to? And they're like, have you heard of this person? I'm like, sometimes yeah. yes, sometimes no. Uh, and it's been this weird journey. That's lovely. Really and we're kind of missing that when it comes to music um, with, you know, fucking streaming and mm -hmm. uh, the algorithm telling you what you want to hear or only pushing certain artists uh, on playlists. Um, we kind of miss that whole like, oh, here's this tape. Have you heard this yet? You know, from yeah. your friend's older brother or whatever. <laughs> um, and so if that can at least happen on a on a, you know, a podcast that talks to musicians like that's okay close enough <laughs> yeah absolutely have you seen that documentary cassette i've talked about this a million times but it's so good no because were you into tape trading i mean yes because that's what was around at the time mm -hmm. i i have no i have no romanticism <laughs> uh or feelings of romanticism for that particular media <laughs> okay then never mind <laughs> but, except for like the interaction except for hey let me share this with you let me make you a mixtape like yes like yeah. but you know i'm just like cassettes are shit like they just sound like <laughs> like come on guys come on um so you know uh does that does that make sense it does it does <laughs> it it's it's interesting because it shows like how it they talked to the guy who invented the cassette for one he was still alive at the time they go to the factory, look at the pictures of like how they drew them up. But then it gets into the subculture of, I mean, you had to sit there and play those songs to record. Like you had to sit through them to make a mixtape, right? Like it took time. Oh, someone I remember. You. Yes. <laughs> maybe that's why, maybe that's why I don't, I don't like, you know, uh, have such romantic feelings towards them because I was the person in my band in high school that was like dubbing <laughs> our cassette tape in real time <laughs> to make enough copies to sell at Lucy's record shop in Nashville, you know? Um, and so I'm like, I, I'll take a, I'll take a CD if we're going just for easy format that, that already doesn't sound as good as it should, as good as it does in the studio uh why not a cd why not an mp3 whatever it's fine yeah we can buy the big <laughs> stack and and just burn them off super quick like you literally mm -hmm. had to sit there or do like the hook two stereos together or whatever that kind of stuff <laughs> yes. and it talks yes. about like that whole subculture and it's really kind of fascinating to see I'm how sure much it, it connected yeah. no, that people. sounds great it's wild yeah. uh but yeah maybe you shouldn't watch it <laughs> no, i'm sure i'll love it <laughs> i don't know if you watch a lot of documentaries but i've yeah yeah I've way to start kick. me off is like the feminist killjoy yeah like of course people are gonna tune off <laughs> well, we <got laughs> like well there she goes complaining <laughs> of course she is we, like come on give me give me softball <laughs> yeah we got the we got the wet blanket from from moron whippet here <laughs> yes, to fucking exactly. damper this thing down uh so it's been great shauna so uh yeah uh anyway uh, but i love shit like that like things that inspire people uh and start a movement like that is is, is fascinating to me this dude had no idea what he was doing like that it was going to spawn <laughs> this thing right like he's even like, better this is the new way music's going to be you know uh uh sold in stores or whatever we're gonna make all this money but it that inspired all this underground stuff and and yeah. brought so many people together um people find a way though yeah. You know, like whatever's going on, I think people find a way. 
And, that, and that's part of why the last you know few years have been so difficult. Mm -hmm. But you see, you see what's important. You see uh, who's important that you maybe shit on before. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, maybe not you yourself, but like, you know, most people don't look when they go to the grocery store. They don't think about the cashier. They're just like, hey, yeah, bring my stuff up. Thanks. But then when all this happens and you see you're still here working, dealing with my bullshit for no money at all, uh, you see who becomes valuable again, like who becomes, mm. you know, I think the, the light is shine on the right people versus just people we look up to as being this amazing thing. You know, like uh, that was really fascinating the last few years watching that shift. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really strange to watch it happen. But like, then you look at yourself and you're like, wow, I've been fucking, I, I've been looking at things the wrong way forever. You know, I've even yeah, been in I those positions. I definitely felt like, oh, wow, I can maybe just take one breath. <laughs> I felt I like I didn't realize like how much I had been like working and hustling and and just like going uh, to the edge of my <laughs> ability um, and how nice it was to have some moments to just like let my body rest, let my mind rest a little bit. And then of course it got more difficult because then you're like, where the fuck am I going to get money from now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, let me apply for unemployment every day until I get it. Like, you know, like there's still, uh, it was still extremely difficult, but there was just moments where, where I think people are collectively realizing like we want, we want to live a life that is a little more well-paced, <laughs> you know, a mm -hmm. slower pace, not a slow pace, just slower than what we've been doing and how uh, impossible that is with just your normal everyday, you know, capitalist society. Mm -hmm. And so I've, it's interesting to look back um, and just as someone that, you know, tours and plays and gets in front of large crowds of people like how 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 weird it is um to get back into that world after a break and like think oh here's another variant so is this all gonna stop again like it's just so like so what do you do what can you actually do every day that, that is like sustainable that can continue so that you don't keep getting your hopes up and then be let down you know mm -hmm. like that that's like the worst part to me it's just the constant uncertainty yeah it's, it, I'm saying that as if I'm a fucking genius. Like, obviously, that's hard for everyone. Um, but you know, you know what I mean. Well, yeah, uncertainty is <laughs> not good for anybody. But like, the do you did you find that you missed playing live for playing live's sake, or was it more for this is what I do and I can't do it anymore? Like, did do you have that need to be on stage, or is it more of? Uh, it's what I do. And now it's been taken away. I guess it's kind of the the thing I'm thinking of is, you know, like, you know, we, yeah, we, we talked about that a little bit while on tour mm -hmm. recently um, because we're all, we were all getting back in the swing of things and like, how do we do this? And, you know, my lungs are mad at me. <laughs> like they're not as strong as they used to be. Like your body's getting used to it and, and mentally, but then there, in other ways you, we all sort of, you know, fell right back into it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so that was interesting, but we were kind of having this conversation and, and I was thinking like how lucky I am that like, I've been playing in bands and touring since a very young age, um, got my first guitar at 12 playing in a band at 14, like touring by 15, 16, you know? Sure. And so 
like there, there was a time where my, the band I was in was my entire identity. And when that band broke up, uh, I was devastated, obviously. And I had to rebuild myself outside of this one thing that I felt like anchored my entire personality. And I'm so grateful (laughs) that that's how it happened. So that when I'm in a band that no one cares about, I'm like, that's fine. I just want to play shows, right? I'm proud of what I'm doing. It doesn't matter. Um, it'd be nice, you know, but it like, I don't need all my friends to, to come see my band play, um, for me to feel like I'm a whole person. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that is carried through war on women as well. And, 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 and I, and I feel like I'm in a great position to just be grateful for every single thing that happens, no matter how big or small. And also when it was time to take a break and we don't know how long the break is and, Oh, maybe you go back. Oh no, you don't actually. And now it's Christmas and what, you know, what's going on. Um, I was like, I still knew that I, uh, uh, my self-esteem wasn't deflated because I wasn't in front of a bunch of people that are clapping at me. Right. Yeah. And so again, just going back out, it was just like, well, this is nice. (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm still, you know, classic only child, you know, Oh, do you like that? That's good. <laughs> like, okay, like, pay attention to me. Hello, hello. Uh, but it was just like, wow, this is really nice, isn't it? Um, and I could still come home and and not suffer from post tour depression. And mm-hmm. and so I just, I don't know. I'm just feeling really grateful that I did all that work at a younger age, and mm-hmm. I'm I didn't have to do it for this pandemic because um, yeah. I feel like it'd be even harder to do. Sure. It's been pre- you've been prepped for this for a, a long time. <laughs> for a while, sorry, it's my fault, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> not to uh, not to jump into this like right away, but you said something there, like you were talking about how you know one thing didn't really make you feel like a complete person. Is there something like a is there a one thing that makes you feel like a complete person on its own? That's that, interesting. That, I mean, um, I know everything's parts, but is there something out there that you could be happy with just that? I think that's so hard um, uh, in like living in America right now to, Mm -hmm. I won't speak to any other, you know, situation, but like, it's so hard to not have that. um, Well, if uh, I'm doing, I'm doing this, oh, I got this one thing, but if I just had that next best thing, you know, and like, oh, if I just had a promotion and oh, things will get better if Mm -hmm. things will get better when this other thing happens. Um, it's so easy to always be looking ahead and to never be satisfied with what you have. Um, and so I think I struggle with that as much as anyone, but I, but at least I'm like aware of it. I just try to think like, like I wrote a fucking book, like, Uh (laughs) you know, like I wrote and published a book, like that's really cool. And like, can anyone do it? Yeah. Literally anyone can do it, but not everyone does it. And so it's, it is an accomplishment. Right. And so I try to think like, well, you know what, at least I wrote a book. Like, even if I don't do X, Y, Z, I've written a book and I can look back and say uh, that I'm proud of every record that I've made and all the music that I've ever made. Um, it was the best I could do at the time, at least, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm um, and I, so I, I think it's more like, like, I know that this ends, Right. Yeah. Like 
Yeah. Like I, I actually didn't ever expect to begin anyone caring about the band I was in. Um, but I know no matter what, like it ends, like eventually we stop making music. Eventually we stop touring and whatever your big band is like you, you're not just going to start another band and it's even bigger mm -hmm. and better. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially like a lady getting older, <laughs> like it's not going to happen for me. So, so this is, this is it. This is the big, the big band I'm in. Um, and I want to be able to, whenever it ends, look back and be like, man, that was fucking cool. Right. And I think to do that, I just need to be doing something like if I have nothing going on at all, if all I'm doing is watching TV mm -hmm. <laughs> all day mm -hmm. long, then I think I'd be like, I sure do wish playing in that brand. Um, but if I'm still um, able to work mm -hmm. uh, in, in my mini, you know, Jane of all trades, master of none kind of way, if I'm able to do some of the other things that I already do. Um, then I, I will be happy. I will be satisfied. So maybe that's the thing is that there's not one thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the trick. And then if something falls by the wayside, you still have these other things that make you feel good. Just creation in general. Yeah. It's like, that's I brilliant. can paint. I'm not good at painting, but it's fun to do. So I can do that sometimes. I cross stitch. Yeah. Am I, I'm not amazing at it, but it's fun to do. Um, yeah. I fix amps. I do safer space trainings. I can officiate weddings. Like, like I'm trying to diversify, you know, so that I can always have something that pays the bills, but is also like personally satisfying to me. Yeah. There's something to, there's a, amazing things to be said about creation for creation's sake, like not for any end goal, but just contributing, adding something yeah. to the space, adding something to the greater, the whole of mankind, womankind, earth in general, like just adding to the picture like and again so hard to do yeah in a capitalist society anyway, exactly exactly repeating myself now well that's fine like the the i love that that's what you you went to immediately was creation because it's such a um it is technically one thing but it can be so many different things, so you many know? things like yes, you're saying yeah. you have these, these like these hobbies and like things that keep you busy so like in construction you see all these old guys retire and like they there's a joke that so when you retire uh from from my line of work you get a 13th check so december you get two checks that's your like bonus for inflation like you get an, an extra retirement check a pension check hmm. the joke is uh hopefully you make it to your 13th check because so many folks <laughs> die very early on right after retirement because and they they say it's because their mind that what they did like their purpose and what kept their mind busy they no longer have and they didn't have something to go to after that you know what i mean Jeez, they're not yeah. they didn't have any hobby like that was their <coughs> their identity and their environment and when it stops the mind just starts to go and it's that fast of, of like course, regardless of age you think because i've definitely heard that like loneliness mm -hmm. is like really the number one killer for like older people um and and not having um not busying your mind mm -hmm. it will cause uh if you're inclined to have dementia it will make it even worse uh, the earlier onset blah 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 yeah. and so like yeah not having a purpose not having that camaraderie mm -hmm that you probably didn't even realize you had not having something to do that makes your mind, you know, think, um, yeah, yeah. The people just kind of go downhill. It's, it's, 
I'd like to avoid that if I can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you can avoid being in that lunchroom on a construction site <laughs> with those, the, and not to, not to like throw everyone under the bus, but it's a pretty brutal crowd as far as politics go. Yeah. Homophobia, uh, just straight up mind boggling, uh, theories and, you know, everyone's a hunter. Everyone's a everyone's a you know, uh, quit whining and and you know, pull up your pull yourself up by your bootstraps and stop complaining about this and this and this. When they're coming from a position of privilege with a decent job, money in the bank, health, right. like, oh, what's wrong with these these you know, uh, complainers and blah blah blah. Like it's just constant. It's constant, and uh, everyone thinks they know what's right. And right. I don't envy anyone having to sit. I sit in my car on lunch now because I don't want to sit through it anymore. Oh my gosh. Like I just yeah. go out and relax and, you know, put on a podcast or something. But going from that environment to then, yeah, loneliness, you know, um, the mind starts to deteriorate. We're exposed to all these horrible chemicals, you know, especially people that have retired recently before OSHA and yeah. all those things, you know. Yeah. Um, not to go down a rabbit hole on that, but all the exposures they took in the 70s, 80s, 90s, really catch up fast. So I Hell think yeah. it'll change, but it's still, if you don't have something to keep that mind busy, it's gonna start to go on you, you know? Um, so we, you having so many things to go off of is fantastic because you can just pivot. Phew. You know, you can just pivot. You know? <laughs> I'm even more glad after all that downer, yeah. Yeah, all right, perfect. <laughs> Another killjoy segment. Here. Jesus Christ. From doing Shauna. Uh yes. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the fuck. And here's the best. So I do this. So I we scheduled this at this time because I literally had therapy right before this. So every week, Thursdays, I have therapy and I go from that to this, which this is my therapy before I went yeah. to therapy. Yes. So now I'm already in that headspace. And I literally like click out of therapy and click into here. Oh, wow. And it's yeah. been really interesting the last few weeks of doing that because <laughs> my mind's in such a weird spot. Do you feel spot. like the episodes have taken a turn or, or no. like, do you think it's time to make give yourself a 20-minute break at least, have some tea? No, it's just a it's a, it's a headspace thing. It's like my head's already there. Like I didn't have to warm up. Like it's oh. already it's already exercised a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no like, what's your band name mean? So that's nice for oh, me. Jesus Thanks. Christ, really? <laughs> Still, Let's just get sometimes. this out of the way. What is what's your band name mean? What's it like being a woman in in punk rock? Yes, and right, you know. Uh, and do you have any records out? You know, it's like yeah. fucking Google it. Where can people get your stuff? Like, <laughs> those are the those are the worst. Those are the absolute worst. And I I have I strive to never become that. I hated <laughs> you're, doing you're those doing interviews. Great already. Don't worry about it. I hated it. I hated it so much. It was such a yeah. waste of time. Um. But yeah, I'm sure you get that question all the time. I'm sure you do. And and less uh, so now, thankfully. Really um, good. But also nothing's been going on the last couple of years. So Yeah. <laughs> no, well, we had some, I had some good interviews for the last album that came out. Um, like I felt like people were really digging into the subject matter of the songs and asking mm -hmm. more about recording, uh, maybe ever, you know, than ever before. And and I'm like, okay, I guess you have to be a band for 10 years for people to stop asking silly questions. Um, but we still, you know, I, I still try to answer like any, I will literally answer any like interview request, like someone's high school paper, or, like someone's yeah. new blog, they're starting, like I will talk to anyone. Um, 
And so I, I think some of those, there are still some of the like, so how'd you form the band, you know, <laughs> or stuff like that. And it's like, well, and I've gotten to the point where I'm like, you can Google that. Let's get into this more interesting question that you asked yeah. second, because uh, that's what I really want to talk about. And no one's been mad about it. So that's, that's what 10 years buys you, I guess. Yeah. Well, you, you've been in the game long enough. Like you, you understand it. Like <laughs> someone from yes. their high school. That's one thing I loved about Fugazi is you watching them do like the high school public access interviews. Yeah. Over anybody else's, you know, <laughs> or or watching Ian say, I would absolutely speak to like a high school kid over anyone else because they're still like, this is going to like do something like this is something real. Like they have no. It's going to make an impact on them. Like whatever yeah. you're saying, however simple I think it is, or how much I feel like, oh, I've heard this this like little feminist thing over and over again. Like everybody mm -hmm. knows this. No, not necessarily, and not the way you're putting it to this particular young person in this case. And, and it's a really beautiful thing to, to see the light bulbs go off and them go, Oh, that, Oh shit. Oh, mm -hmm. she said something cool. <laughs> oh, she's mad. Can I be mad too? You know, <laughs> like that's my favorite. I love that. Yeah. You see that spark, like you see it, you see it and you know, you know what's happening because it's happened yeah. to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Over do, and over. Do you remember that first spark you got that like really like kind of switched you on to who you are now? I have a few that I remember and I'm sure even more that I do not. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have memories of, you know, seeing, um, the doll parts video for the first time yes. and, and <sighs> thinking like, and thinking like, Oh, I can play guitar girls can play guitar like it just never crossed my mind mm -hmm. until i saw it and and so the, obviously that's incredibly formative <laughs> like i that's like a direct path yeah to who i am today which is like and very strange to think about um and then because i've told this story a few times i have a good memory of talking to uh pathetic from anti-flag when mm -hmm. I was in high school, maybe 16 playing again, playing Lucy's record shop. Maybe it had been turned into indie net by then. I don't know. This is like mid to late nineties. Um, and anti-flag was playing and I was like, I'm in a band. And he was like, Oh yeah. And he like stopped and was like, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, and he was like, yeah, keep going, keep it up. That's so cool. What's your band name? Blah, blah, blah. You know? And like asking me questions and like really encouraging and, and I was like, oh, that's so rad that this guy in this huge band that just played to 30, 40 people, <laughs> yeah. you know, and thinks I'm cool too. Right. Um, and like, that was a, that's a big deal to, to be a young woman and, and have, um, like to be a young person and have someone encourage you, your yeah. creative endeavor, uh, to be a young woman and mm -hmm. have someone encourage you in something that is normally, uh, male dominated yeah. and then to be a young woman and be spoken to like that with respect by a man who's older. I mean, he's not that much older than me, but you know, at yeah. the time I was like, Oh, he's ancient probably, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, he's older than me and he's not creeping on me. He's not making it weird. Like he's, he's, he's speaking to me like a peer mm -hmm. and maybe a mentor, but you know, like with respect, like I'm just a person, a human being that's into the same things he is. And like, that's, that's like the kind of thing that so many marginalized people can only dream of. Mm -hmm. And, 
that really informs a lot of what I do, I think, without me really, it's not like a conscious thing, Mm -hmm. but just this idea of like, there are some people that are, when we play, there are some people that are seeing a woman on stage for the first time. Some people seeing a woman or a non-cis man playing an instrument for the first time Mm -hmm. Um, and seeing me be angry all right, like yeah. on stage and being applauded for it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like this is a big deal for for anyone of any gender to see sometimes. So I just don't take that lightly. And I just I just try to um make sure that if there's someone else like that's like I'm in a band, or you know, <laughs> like when young people talk to me, I'm like, oh, I was you. You're just yeah. like, you're just saying it's like I was that person. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God. It's so cool you're here. How old are you? What's your name? Let's talk about, you know. Yeah. Um, I I will never not uh want to take a second and have that conversation with a young person maybe at their first show. I'll do it on this tour. It got to the point where I started to realize like like people were coming up with their like kids and saying, mm-hmm. like, this is her first show, this is his first show. And so then I started asking on stage, like, like who, like whose first shows this since the pandemic started, we got yeah. a lot of applause for that. So people were just excited to be out of the house. And then mm-hmm. whose first show ever, <laughs> which means we're your first band ever. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. So I, you know, I would joke and just say, sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's us, <laughs> you know? Um, but it's just, it's, uh, that's amazing that it's, uh, that it's like, um, you know, a mixed gender band talking mm-hmm. about feminist things. That's your first live music experience. Like, yeah, good. You're going to, you're going to do great kid. <laughs> I'm excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. I, there's so much there that like good, like learning how to like from Pat, especially learning how to react when someone comes to you, like the same way you're saying, like, that right there, that moment for one, it built you up, but it also it taught you right there how to how to be like what yeah, you want to be. Yeah, just by example, just led by example. And I've I've talked to him, you know, we toured with them a few times, like yeah. we're buds with all those guys, and and I I've told him that story. Um, mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you remember this, and and obviously he does not remember that specific meeting, but he was like, oh yeah, I talked to every single young person, but especially mm-hmm. like girls and young women. And, and, and I make sure that I encourage like, like he, it's a conscious thing. He knows he's doing it and he like continues to do it and take the time. And cause he just knows, he just knows that the odds are stacked against us. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just different for us out there with a lack of support and resources. So, yeah. um, and that, that's just fucking cool. That's so cool of them. It absolutely <laughs> is. Now I feel bad that Pat and I have never met. It's funny. Like Justin and Chris too are friends of mine from the show like that's how we met each other and mm. become good friends but i have never even met pat he's always gone he's never there <laughs> until they go on stage and then he's gone like that's true on tour too where the hell like, are you he's he's often not around he'll go check out some restaurant or like he's he's yeah. a guy that likes to be like by himself and and so yeah it's it there's no level of like rudeness like I, i'm i'm because i've been touring so long i'm like very forgiving of like people's people's ways on tour like like people have their thing they have their way like and we all recharge in different ways and um so i'm i'm very like um conscious of that 
that not everybody is into like hanging out, being social, Mm -hmm. partying, like have, or even just having the same boring conversations. Like, you know, it's not even like an antisocial thing. So, so anyway, like he's off, uh, like doing his own thing all the time. And so when I would, when I'd get him in a room or, you know, we'd be in the same room. <laughs> I was like, ah, this is my chance. Let's talk to Pat, you know, cause he's not going to be here very long. He's going to go off to some coffee shop. Um, and it's, and he's, uh, like he's, I mean, they're all unique guys, but he's a unique guy and yeah. he just, he just, he knows what he thinks. He's fucking smart. He's on it. Um, and I don't know. He's just very cool. Very cool to talk to. Just have a seat, Pat. It's time. We're going to talk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll tell him next time I see him. Like, oh, yeah, sit down. We're gonna, we're gonna. So, we're gonna Sean chat. said you were cool. Are you yep. cool or what? Sean said you're cool. I can't talk to Justin or Chris anymore. It's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing you said though, the doll parts video. That video is incredible. Uh, I remember seeing it back on. I think it was the box. It used to be called the box. It was like this late night, uh, like almost public access show that huh. you could call in and pay like $3.99 and they would play the video. There was just a list and oh, you'd sit weird. there and watch it until someone picked it somewhere and then everyone has to watch it. So oh, that's funny. Yeah. Like a jukebox, but like for yes. music videos. Yes. And I taped oh, it on VHS all night and then I would go <laughs> get home from school and I'd fast forward through it until a video came on and that was one <laughs> of them. And that yeah. video is incredible. That record is insane so good and i had patty shemmel on the show and we, oh. we actually in person like powell's books here in portland they wow. set aside an office for us to do this interview and she had some incredible stories she has some awful stories as well she's been yeah. absolute hell i don't know if you yeah. know her but she uh no, no no you should absolutely have her on your show like she's a fantastic you should interview. tell her about my band that's what should happen i will do that i will do that right after we're done like she's she's a wonderful person and she's very uh, she's got just such a big heart and and uh but yeah such an awful awful end to that her time mm. in that band um mm. but uh that was my introduction to that band whole. And it was then ever since then I was a fan like this. This is fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. I never know when I bring them up, am I going to get shit for it or not? No. And so I always like, just, you know, I always am a little, little careful when I, when I mention it just cause like, I, I do not want to start a thing <laughs> with anyone. <laughs> I just want to tell you that's when I realized I could play guitar, you know, like it's yeah. not about, it's not about them it's it's about a lack of representation (laughs) yeah yeah that Um, record is ferocious so that's nice that you don't uh you're not going to give me shit no absolutely not and i will try to (laughs) i'll try to get you in touch with with patty as well because she's she's fantastic she'd be an awesome person to have on the show collaborate with whatever she's an awesome person um but that's also the first time i witnessed uh watching whole like live videos and stuff the first time i witnessed how women were and i how women were treated differently mm. on stage when Courtney would jump in the crowd and you just watch guys molest her mall like yeah. absolute animals. I'd never seen anything like that in my life. Yeah. Like any, anyone else jumps in the audience. Everyone just kind of like puts them back up. Blah, blah. They were like ripping her clothes off and, and taking any chance they could. That was my first, the first time I saw that in music. Cause I mm. still hadn't, I, I had bands and played local shows, but I hadn't, I was from Alaska. So like I hadn't been to like the big shows yet. So all I saw was on oh. TV and stuff. 
So I was going to say, like, so it sounds like you didn't go to a big show with a friend uh, who is a woman and 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 she stage dives and then gets yeah. fingered while wearing jeans somehow. Like, Jesus I guess Christ. that didn't happen to you because that happened to me. What? Um, yeah. No, knowing, knowing people like I don't I don't I was a real big scaredy cat like growing up, like I didn't climb trees and yeah stuff like that right and so like uh stage diving uh, i was like i'm good uh oh. i do not have good enough health insurance to break my neck right um i was <laughs> i was always conscious of that even though i was like 14 why why did i care about health insurance but yeah. i did i didn't want my mom to go broke <laughs> caring for a spinal injury so um so that was never me yeah but i had like plenty of friends who wanted to mosh or stage dive or whatever and and or dance or just be at a show and there's plenty of things like that that happen all the time where they're like someone took my shirt off someone like groped me someone yeah. somehow fingered me even While though which is uh, which is which is a uh, rape it doesn't make sense let me just say it like that yeah. let me just make sure everybody's clear on that um uh while wearing pants yeah. and like you know heaven forbid you're wearing shorts or a skirt you know yeah. and you, all you want to do is like take part in this fun thing and then it turns terrible. And, and we wonder like, why is there yeah. a lack of representation? Why is there a lack of women in the audience? Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I think we've obviously come a long way, but it's not uh, perfect yet. Yeah. <laughs> that was really, that was like a full circle moment for me. Like, like what? Like, and then why, then my first thought as a young, a young man was, why does she keep doing it? Why does she keep <laughs> jumping in the crowd every show? Sure. Like, but that's her expression. Like, that's what she feels like she wants to do. She should be able to do that. But I you know, look, I don't know if you can see. I've got a couple biographies behind me. I can't I, read them. No, I'm, but. I'm a fan of Hole. Um, huge, huge formative band for me yeah. uh, in high school, especially. And um and so I've, I've heard her say in interviews, like, because at the time she was fucking grieving mm -hmm. and she was like in a destructive spiral and just like, she's like fucking whatever, do whatever to me, you know, and no one that's in a kind of destructive spiral is obviously doing anything safe or, mm -hmm. you know, looking out for themselves yeah. or, or concerned about how am I going to feel about all these things in 10, 20 years? You know, how am I going to process this later? It's just mm -hmm. like. It's just, you just don't know how that's going to play itself out. And so I think, you know, for her, she's just like, whatever, like yeah. fucking like, you know, also fuck you. I, I, no matter what you do to me, I still deserve to go into the audience like any other fucking rock star, yep. you know, which I, I, I respect that point of view. Uh, but also I think she was just not in a great place yeah. <laughs> mentally. So, but that's easy for me to say, um, please please no one whole fans and also whole haters please don't be mad at me for this entire section i feel like it'd be very easy to whatever you're whatever you think to be like mm, she's wrong yeah <laughs> so that's just my opinion everyone i like how you i like how you turn that the other way too of you know maybe she can do that and then but you know all you fuckers paid to see me do like paid to come see my band like yeah. you know like she still has the power you know if she and and that's also a weird thing to think about is in a like a it looks 
to a teenage boy that it's a submissive role, like just let the crowd do whatever they want. But it's actually pretty fucking powerful if that is her mindset. Just fuck it doesn't matter. Like I'm I'm completely free right now. Whatever happens, happens. To throw yourself to the the wolves as it is like that every it's night. Wild. You know, it's and it's, crazy. it's complicated. I think that's the yeah. thing is that it's complicated. And and I think from the outside, it's very easy to armchair analyze, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 be like, um, it's submissive or like you're saying. Um, but but I think there's so much like reclamation in strange, weird, tiny acts um, when you have, you know, dealt with sexual violence in any way, sexual assault or or fuck, even just grieving. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're trying to get power back sometimes and and it can be you can you can be trying to get power back in a way that maybe later you realize through therapy, Oh, that actually didn't help me get my power back. But in the moment, that's what you needed. Or that Mm -hmm. was like the right thing to do. Like it's, it's complicated. And, and there's a lot of nuance to how um, victims and survivors deal with incidents during and after that. I think just a lot of people, unless you actually research this stuff, right. Mm-hmm. Unless you work at a violence clinic or, um, that's not the right word. Um, intimate partner, violence shelter, you know, blah, 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 yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Unless you like work in this world, um, like you might not know, uh, you have to, you have to really like, uh, make an effort to, to learn about this stuff. Otherwise, like even just the simple stuff, like, why does my friend keep going back to the shitty dude? Like, like she's such an idiot. She's such, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. she's not, uh, it's just really fuck. It's harder than you fucking think, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and once you start to learn, uh, like what the brain is doing during all of this and, and, and why it's, uh, so difficult to get out of situations, then it's, then it's very easy to, to see these incidents for what they are mm-hmm. of, of someone just doing their best in the moment. Yeah. Have you had those, have you, this, we don't have to get into this if you don't want to, but have you had those experiences yourself where you find yourself identifying with those people more, like been through that kind of an experience, um, like coming back from something like that? Or is it more, uh, more of an empath where you can, you can empathize with those people and, 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 um, connect with them in a, in a different way? It's more like, be, because I've been, like, even though maybe I didn't know to call myself feminist, like when I was 12, right. Um, like I always have been, cause I had a single mom, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I was just like, duh. Yeah. And I'm a, again, I'm an only child. So I'm like, well, I should be able to do whatever I want. And, and I happen to be a woman and wait, why is everyone treating me differently? Because I'm a woman, fuck mm-hmm. you guys. You know, um, it was very easy to, to get to the feminist label eventually once I had the language for it, but but I, so I think because I've always sort of been in that role, I, I've always been uh, the person in a friend group or whatever that's like uh, trying to explain to other people why all this stuff happens, you know, mm-hmm. like whether they're coming to me for advice or I just hear some dumbass comment. I'm like, well, actually, it takes that long to leave a violent partner because blah, 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 because I looked it up. I researched it. I, I, I volunteer. I know people, you know, whatever. Um, and so I, I don't even know if it's like, like, of course, I hope that I empathize obviously with anyone going through mm-hmm. anything tough like that, but I, I'm more, I'm just willing to, to 
correct someone's misinformation in a nice, gentle way, but mm -hmm. just to make it easier for them to have empathy and to understand that maybe you just don't know everything. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like you actually don't have to know everything about women's rights or or what's going on, you know, in politics right this second. Um, mm -hmm. But if you if you understand that you don't know everything, then it opens yourself you open yourself up to just learning more when the new information comes in and it's a lot easier to empathize with people. And that's really what everything else kind of rests on. I think. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. It's like being um, <clears throat> just being like switched on and, and open, open to there's so many, so many paths that kind of go through like spiritual paths, uh, just energies, things like that, where people, if they're not, it's kind of weird. People find like coincidences and things or uh, they'll kind of twist things a bit to make it seem like it's more of a coincidence to them. Uh, Humans love patterns, you know? Yeah, just fucking exactly. But if you can, but if you can be switched on and just open to receiving information, the, the <laughs> things you can find are incredible and the things you'll see in people and the things you'll see, you know, uh, just like like what we're doing now like this is there's no agenda here there's no i'm not waiting to speak i'm listening to you right like i'm, I'm not like okay i gotta get through this this and this there's nothing there's a bottle of water like i, I did start to get that impression that there's nothing it's just whatever it? we are fucking talking about see but that that leaves you open to to talk about things you maybe wouldn't or yeah. You know what I mean? It's just you, if you're switched on and you're engaged and you're genuinely curious, you're going to find a lot of very yeah. amazing And that's things. hard. Like, it's hard. I'm not saying it's not hard. Like, it's no. it's hard for me, too. It's exhausting. Um, but it's 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 it, you just have to make a choice yeah. to just to just say, yeah, I don't know everything. <laughs> and then keep your ears and eyes open where. So this is where this is where the disconnect with me comes in here is where does that come from because growing up and i'm assuming these things because i was not i had one i have a brother um but being an only child with a with a single parent like a lot of times people kind of learn to to stick up for their siblings if they're the older sibling mm. you know what i mean like okay early on they're defending somebody or looking out for somebody and protecting them uh you know i could assume maybe later on in 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 your adolescence maybe you were standing up for your mom or or your situation um but i'm wondering where that comes from that that connection and then also like well actually this is what you know what i mean where you learn about it and then yeah. you present those facts to people not coming from that environment where you would need to defend a sibling or defend you know what i mean does that make sense yeah i i think i think um I probably started with me like having to defend myself or stand up for okay. myself, uh, just being a girl in the playground, mm -hmm. you know, oh, you can't play this with us over here. And I'm like, why? I like basketball. Why can't I play basketball? That's really stupid. Mm -hmm. You don't use your penis to dribble the ball like <laughs> I can do this, you know, um, you know, so so probably dumb little things like that uh, where I was like, uh, oh, some people are treated different. And mm -hmm. that's that's dumb. <laughs> And then you realize, oh, someone else is, it's not just me. Someone else is actually being mistreated for who they are. Well, that's dumb too, actually. I'm going to, I'm going to draw a straight line between my mistreatment and theirs. Uh -huh. And luckily I've uh, been doing this long enough that I know that like 
no, you know, I don't, I don't play oppression Olympics. I don't want to compare my story to someone else's, sure. but obviously just that idea that some people aren't treated as well just for who they are. Um, that, 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 that came, I think that came from learning about, um, like I had, uh, an uncle that is gay. Mm-hmm. Um, he died actually. So he was, uh, I had an uncle. Um, it's okay. Um, thank you. But, um, and it's one of those, like, he wasn't actually my uncle. He was just like my, the same age as my mom. And like, they were cousins, <laughs> you know? Um, but uncle Dex, uh, was gay. And, and when my mom, maybe it was middle school or something like my mom was like, Oh, actually he's gay. Do you know what that means? You know? <laughs> um, and I, and I was like, Oh, and I was like, Oh, people, why are, my uncle Dex is awesome. Like, I love it when he comes to town and it was super rare. Like, mm-hmm. um, but still like, I was like, I love my uncle Dex and people don't like say mean things about gay people. Mm-hmm that's not cool. And so again, like, I think little things like that would happen over and over and it made it easy to be like, okay, you know what? Eventually I realized the world doesn't revolve around me (laughs) and other people go through things too. And maybe if we all stick up for each other, uh, we're going to outnumber the jerks that, uh, are trying to keep us down. That's really what it comes down to. It's like, there are actually more of us, Mm -hmm. uh, the, you know, like, like being marginalized is like a thing that's done to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, we have the numbers though. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we could actually shut this shit down yeah. uh, if we were organized, but that's hard. <laughs> to quote Annie flag. We got the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Did you have, did you, did you have a good childhood? Like, do you, do you feel like you had a good childhood growing up? You know, like yeah, I, every everyone's I different that way, and it's I, you know, kids don't know what normal is. I say it all the time, and I'm totally. not—I did not invent that. I just say it all the time. I grew up in a Mormon household on an island in Alaska. Like that was Whoa. my reality. And once the yeah. world opened up, I got it all right in the face. Like <laughs> what? I cannot imagine what? because one of my, you know again, single mom, uh-huh. like one of my babysitters was television. And so I feel like I was exposed to a lot of ideas and, and, and kinds of people. And, and while, while dramatic and <laughs> inaccurate or exploitative, <laughs> um, you know, still it was like, I was not like, I, I didn't have small town syndrome or anything. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I do, I do feel like I had a good child. It was like very solid, like lower middle class, mm-hmm. like always had a roof yeah, and always had food, but like, I'm not just going to buy you a Nintendo cause you want one. Like, yeah. like we're not doing that. <laughs> um, and maybe in a year, right. Like kind of, kind of like that, which is fine. Obviously mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, mm-hmm. and my mom and dad got separated when I was like two Okay. And like officially divorced when I was five. So like, it, again, I had no idea. Like, I didn't know what it was to not just be living with my mom. Um, and her mom, my, I call her my nanny, mm-hmm. um, but she's my grandma. Um, nanny lived with us for a while too. Um, and then sometimes mom would go off to work and nanny would take care of me. And so um, I always had like love. Yeah. You know, there yeah. was always love and, 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 and everyone was like, 
Oh, you did a little dance you made up. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, you're you're five four and taller than your mom. You should be a model, you know. And it's like, with with hindsight, I'm like, why were they feeding me these like insane lies about my abilities? Like, no wonder my self esteem yeah. was wrapped up in a band, and you know, like I needed to work on my self esteem because I'm not as fucking amazing as they led me to believe I am. Um, but, uh, so I, so there was love though. There was love. And I, I, you know, like I saw my dad, he's in the picture, my mom and I moved around a lot. And so we weren't always like, like, like geographically close enough to see each other a lot, but, but, um, I feel like we have a good relationship too, you know, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. I was, yeah, that was going to be my next question lucky. because I was I was curious on that. Um, you know, because it, it's funny you bring up that. I'm trying to, I'm still with my therapist trying to figure out what that's called, the right term for that, where your your parents like the best at everything. Like, this is amazing. My dad did that before he passed. Like, he was anything I did, a job interview. <laughs> you're gonna get that. You're better than anyone in that thing. And I'm yeah. like, I'm fucking him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it's then like, I don't I'm, get it. And I'm like, fuck, dad. Like, what are you talking about? It's in, it just makes it more devastating. Like, yeah, like I like so like these days and like with this band, even like I I really do try to be just realistic. Mm -hmm. Just it's OK. It's it's not I'm not down on the band. I don't think like, oh, we're never going to make it. I'm, I'm like, what is making it? We're playing a cool tour. Let's be happy with that. You know, yeah. like, let's keep working towards our goals. But like. Like, no, we should not expect that, like, we're going to get 10 Grammys and stuff. Like, it's not, mm. it's, it's just letting you, you know, you're just building yourself up for total disappointment. And I'm just, I'm just not into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think it's actually now like a kind of a turnoff because I've already done the work personally to get out of that mindset. So when I don't know if it's toxic positivity or not. You know, I don't know if it's that hardcore, but, but when someone is giving me that of like, well, of course this is going to, of course, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm just like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I just like see danger signs. And I'm like, I am out of this conversation. <laughs> if you can stay out of the machine and keep the yes people away. Uh, I think it's a gift. <laughs> you know, if you can do what you're doing, and not be i mean you see these bigger bands tour and you see the machine they're in and you see all the people around them uh enabling and you know, that's the greatest idea ever i totally think you should do that you know it's like spinal tap it's hilarious but it's yeah real and then you're employing those people right. like you're employing you're paying them to tell you yes i should say since i just got home from tour yeah um i don't you know have a ton of work lined up I am available as a yes person if someone out there wants to pay me to tell them how great they are. I know how to do it because my mom and my grandma were really good at it. So, yeah. like, I learned from the best. Um, and so I'm available if anyone needs to hire me for that. Have you tried Cameo? <laughs> I think you should. No, get on it's Cameo. hard enough. It's hard enough doing a Patreon uh, to then put myself out there for a Cameo. And, and not make any money would be another thing I'm not making money at. So <laughs> I think I think you can make some money on Cameo. I have the, the the amount of people doing it now. It's become like a thing like it's really it's I don't know how I feel about it. 
but it's a thing. <laughs> like, I think you'd have a very good chance at making money at camp. I'll wish someone happy birthday for 10 bucks. I'll yeah. do a lot of things for 10 bucks. <laughs> so that's not, that's not hard. A yeah. hard decision. 10 bucks I just, is 10 uh, bucks. A 10 bucks is 10 bucks, man. But no, I don't want to put myself out there and then be disappointed. Right. So I'll just work on my little Patreon, patreon.com slash Shauna Potter, uh, that allows me to make a podcast and, and, and play in a band and do other cool things. Do all kinds of cool things. It's fantastic. I, <laughs> I, uh, yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get you maybe Matt, we will get you with Patty. Patty will get you to someone that needs a yes person. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll get you in there. Uh, then Great. you can do the cameo once you're comfortable as a yes person okay. or okay. famous for becoming a yes person. Like this is the yes <laughs> person of the year. Uh, and I'm a, I'm good. I'm a good actor. You'll believe it. I, you'll, you'll feel like I'm being genuine and maybe, maybe you're not just paying me to say yes, but. You are. Maybe this whole podcast has been a farce. Maybe you're actually having a miserable time. <laughs> you're just a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> just counting down the minutes till I'm done. I'll never know. Sorry. I'll never know. Brooks You'll will text know. me later and be like, what the fuck happened, dude? Like, <laughs> that was terrible. I don't Why know, man. did I agree to that? Yeah. Just there's no connection. <laughs> there was just, yeah, it was complete misery. Um <laughs> we, you talked about uh and and here's something that's badass. Like you so, okay, so you guys finished tour over here drive back to baltimore <laughs> yeah in a fucking bandwagon yes that's fucking badass think Thank about you. that think about just being at that level all the years in, oh, in vans yes think yes. about that you okay, have I know fucking exactly made what you're it. talking about now i was like we know how to drive dude no, okay, no I get it, you I get it. in a bandwagon um yeah we are officially spoiled um holy shit but the idea that we could sell enough merch to afford a bandwagon yeah. like that is not something that has really happened before we had one on warp tour mm -hmm. because we we knew like we knew that physically we needed it yeah. um but we did that by um also hosting a couple of people that were working on a nonprofit and had donations mm -hmm. to to kind of rent a bunk in the bandwagon right and yeah. so like we had financial help um for, for that and and this one we thought we'd need uh we like i mean we did we still needed financial help for this one but then we realized like oh we're actually selling like a good amount of merch and this is not we might actually come home with rent money <laughs> yeah <laughs> and not feel bad about getting the band like that's what i thought would happen is that we'd be like almost feeling bad about having a place to sleep every night that wasn't mm -hmm. infested with COVID, that, that we wouldn't have to ask our friends to sleep on their couch, that that we could have a place to retreat. If we're like, I got sick. I had like a, a cold for three weeks. Then I got food poisoning. Like, oh. like I was in bad shape physically for this tour while trying to get in better shape from sitting on my ass for two years. Uh -huh. Right. Um, it was difficult for me uh, for a large chunk of it. And if I didn't have my own, I don't know what I would have done if I couldn't have mm -hmm. got in my little bunk and shut the curtain and just fucking yeah. watch, you know, Bojack Horseman. Like, I don't know what I would have done. Um, so yeah, I am so grateful. I'm definitely concerned that some of us are feeling very spoiled and mm -hmm. will never be able to go back to a van. Mm -hmm. Um, hopefully, uh, 
it doesn't cause any problems in the future for future tours or doesn't make sense to get a bandwagon, but um, it felt, it, it felt, it feels really fucking good. It feels really yeah. fucking good. Um, and it's that, again, that delicate thing of like, you don't want to be like, of course we deserve this, you know? Um, but I also don't want to not celebrate it. Yeah. But then also I don't want people to think I'm bragging. I don't know. It's just, very, it's very difficult to talk about you things that are time. good in the world that are happening to you knowing sure. people have shitty times sometimes <laughs> i just want to acknowledge that how fucking cool that is that you can go from a van to a bandwagon to i mean it's a luxury you pay for it though but you're you're you guys are are putting in the work like you didn't just yeah. you you knew physically on warp tour you couldn't do it because i guarantee you probably did some warp tour shows in a van and it fucking sucks we did a month in a van, 15 passenger van with 15 people sleeping, Ooh. sitting up. And the only reason I could tell you this, mm. this show started and became successful because I made friends with bands on Warp Tour to sit in their bus all day with air conditioning. That's the only nice. reason, the nice. only reason yes. uh, that I introduced myself yes. to guys in Poison Wells because they had Halo in their <laughs> bus and I worked my way into there. I and then later, it. hey, That's come on my, my show. Okay, man. Cool. We've got some people. <laughs> All from the warp tour mentality yeah. of I'm going to die in this van with no air yes, conditioning. Yes. And these yes. bus routed drives. It fucking sucks. But being but you guys put in the work, you you deserve that. And you don't have to pay for it. You could have done a van, but you chose to to pay some money and be comfortable for a minute. Fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know? Thank you. It wasn't Thank given you. to you. It that's the difference. It wasn't handed to you. You guys worked for it and you bust that's your ass every night. How did you know? How did you know that that's tough for me? It's tough for it's me. It's tough to, for anyone to that have, has a soul. You know, <laughs> it is. It's I'll tough for it. anyone that doesn't I'll have two buses. I mean, I have friends that tour and they yeah. all have their own bus and they have like, and this is no, no, no shit talking on them, but sometimes they have an arcade set up for them at every show so they can right. play video games. It's right. that kind of level of machine yeah you know family comes out because they got their own bus it's killer but there's a point where it i mean you worked for it but then it becomes just kind of an expected thing you know yeah. that not every tour you're gonna have a bandwagon yes so the fact that you can enjoy it while you have it and like this tour is going to be great so is the van tour but maybe the food poisoning would go by a little better when you have your <laughs> yeah. own bunk yeah. You know, yep. people don't understand this. They don't understand this. They see you on TV. They'll see you in a magazine and assume you have it all figured out and you're completely stable and you have, you know, rents paid, mortgages paid, all that stuff. Not even close. Still a fucking struggle, you know? Yeah. Bands. And like, heaven forbid, like maybe you have uh, enough money to pay for your groceries and your mm -hmm. mortgage and the dog food and whatever. And, and then you have like 10 extra bucks to buy yourself a treat and you're like, Oh, I got this treat. And they're like, Oh, look at you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> look mm -hmm. at you living it up. You rich bitch. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. I think I have a really like complicated, um, relationship to, to money and, and I find it very difficult to talk about mm. and, whether I have it or don't, I mean, you, I mean, I don't, sure. I don't really have it. Um, but like, it's, uh, it's like, I feel like I'm really open about other things. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think, like, I think it's really important to talk as a woman sometimes about like sex and, and needs and, and, and talk to younger women, mm -hmm. like about, um, you know, it's okay to, 
be a sexual being and 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 blah 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 yeah. and to talk about i don't know just just stuff like that i'm real i feel like i'm really open about a lot of things but i don't know what it what what it is about my upbringing maybe we just never talked about money and mm-hmm. so i just can't i just don't know how i don't know how and it makes me uncomfortable even when i've been on tour with with um i'm thinking of hers specifically so hers is an amazing band um led by this wonderful uh woman who's a trans woman uh jenna Mm -hmm. and um they're not they're not for everyone it's like you know it's like that kind of stuff so like not for everyone um but i fucking love it and i love them and and when we went on tour together and jenna was like okay just so you know i'm all about being like fully transparent about money and i was like (gasps) I was like so scared, even though like there's nothing, there's nothing untoward happening. Like there's no, you know, there's nothing like malicious going on. I was like, oh my God, we're going to talk about it to each other, Mm -hmm. not just our booking agents. And, and, and it was like, it was hard and it was eye opening. Um, but I still just find it really difficult. And, and so I, I guess I just still have a lot to learn from Jenna. Maybe I, that's my sign to reach out to her and see how she's doing these days. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. The, the money aspect, like I've, I, like when I, like I said, I was raised Mormon household on a small Island. My parents always said, well, we don't talk about money. Like we don't talk about like, what does what dad, how much does dad make? Uh, Cause that time when I was young, my dad worked and my mom stayed home to raise us. And then she went back to work, which she felt really guilty about, which made me mm. feel weird. Cause like, why do you feel guilty right. about that? Right. You know, um, but he, I would always ask, like, how much do you and dad make? We don't, we don't talk about that. They still won't tell me like, right. uh, <laughs> if, I'm an adult, but now like, and so I was always weird about it too. Until now being in the union, our wages are on the web, on the internet. Right. They know exactly right. how much I make. So I don't even worry about talking about it anymore that way. But my kids never ask me questions like that how much money do you make dad? Like they never asked me. They don't care. It's weird. Like, but I see what you're saying about being weird about the money thing. Like just it's, and I also felt guilty because my parents were together and all my friends had divorced parents. (laughs) So I never wanted them to come to my house. (laughs) Never wanted to come to my house to play. I always wanted to go to they their house. They might have wanted to, because you might have had like more snacks and stuff. And like your mom would <laughs> yeah, have been like, oh my storage. God, you guys have lemonade. Like, food that storage. Been... <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of top ramen and canned food uh, in case okay. of the apocalypse or whatever. Um, uh, okay. So yeah. yeah. So maybe it's better than And a Nintendo. <laughs> so yeah, they wanted to come over, but I would really shy away from that because I was so embarrassed. Um, and it was yeah, such a And weird it's not thing. like, you know, um, like I, I, I event, you know, I've, I, I've always had a job. Like the second I could legally get a job, I technically, my first job was like a week or two before I could legally get mm-hmm. a job. <laughs> like, but they, but they, uh, they said it was at Joanne's, et cetera. What's up? What's up, Rosie? That's the dog. <laughs> I knew that would happen. It's all good. Like I said, um, we had some weird interruptions on this show. Not this yeah, episode. But that's not that weird. over, that's over history. Scaredy cat pit bull. Um, but yeah anyway so like they hired me early because i was just like really eager and i was like i will do what i was like super mature and like i'll do whatever it takes to be a cashier to ants etc and they're like okay weirdo you're hired um and so i've always had a job i made my own car payments like mm-hmm. um like i felt like i did everything i had to do to to survive and and um pay my own way yeah um i wouldn't say that like i've only recently started looking at like 
I guess one day I won't be able to fix amps or sing or give trainings. Maybe I need to retire at some point. How do I do that? You know, Mm -hmm. like, so there's a learning curve there, but, um, so it's not like I just never, I never knew what was happening and I never, people gave me money and I don't know where it comes from. It wasn't like that. Like I've always worked. Um, it's, and I've always been kind of conservative with my money for that reason. Like, I just want to make sure I have enough to survive. Like that's mm-hmm. really important to me. Um, and so why spend money on this big thing when I could, you know, just like literally wear the same jeans for as long as they fit me like 10 years, you know, um, that like, that's, that's me. Uh, so I don't know what it is that, that makes me uncomfortable to talk about it. Cause I don't know that anything happened to make it bad mm-hmm. to talk about. It's just, we just did it. We just did it. Maybe it's that empath in you that, that you're, Maybe I don't want someone else pre- to feel bad because I was able to take a bandwagon on exactly. tour and they weren't. You're pre-empathizing. I, that's true. You're pre-empathizing true. before you know their situation as to not offend them. Maybe I think you're right, and it prevents me from like celebrating, you know, yeah, the little the little things until your bunk goes closed and you're watching BoJack Horseman like fuck this rules like yes, yeah, but then did. Did anyone hear me? Okay, good. <laughs> Okay, I'm alone. Phew, yeah. <laughs> totally. So you, you got your stack of whole documentaries, Bojack Horseman, you're all set. You're just fucking ready to rock. Dude. I, that I was on a roll. I told you TV is my babysitter. Like it's definitely something I have a light addiction to. Um, still to this and day. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It Ooh. relaxes me to okay. watch television. That that's my wind down mm-hmm. uh activity that I uh enjoy i enjoy i enjoy that um escape and i'm an avid reader too like or at least in school for sure like i was i always was like i'm a fast reader and i like to read so i was going through books all the time and so mm-hmm. it's just like oh this is just a little easier <laughs> turn yeah. on television um so i don't know where i was going with that other than just to brag about being addicted to oh yeah just that i was like yeah i was prepared to to mm-hmm. And happy to watch things in my bunk when I felt like shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, thank you, the kingdom, for showing me these zombies. It is. Uh, and and uh, you know what? I'm doing better than these zombies. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> you may know, feel like a like zombie, that. but you're doing yeah. better. You're still alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> for now. So, yeah, it was nice. <laughs> uh, do you sleep with the TV on? No, no, no. That's okay. insane. Some people, yeah. That, that I know. Your brain can't shut off. It's no, crazy. I... Yeah, I, I I had you know he'd have sleepovers and stuff, and so mm-hmm. people would go to sleep with music on or uh, TV, and I, I I have like distinct memories of like it would just be like a CD on repeat, uh-huh. and at the same point in the CD every time I would wake up, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like I can't not hear lyrics, yeah, and 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 television, um, but I I I also am like a very I have sensitive hearing, like I can. I'll hear something that no one else is hearing mm-hmm. that is of course annoying, like a little, like, uh, obviously what am I trying to think of? Like if there's some little like rapid tap thing, like something on the wall vibrating mm-hmm. because there's a truck outside, I'm like, what's that? You know? And it, mm-hmm. and it's like, it like pains me. It makes me uncomfortable to hear it and I have to find it and like stop it. Um, so, you know, again, super fun person to be around. <laughs> Um, so I cannot sleep with absolute silence either. I can't do it anymore. I just hear every little sound outside. I'll wake Mm -hmm. up. Oh, someone walked to their car. They haven't opened the door yet. I Mm -hmm. heard them. I heard the fucking footsteps. 
So I have like uh, an amazing just white noise machine that like physically makes the noise uh, and, that I love. And then, of course, I had to download an app the second this tour started so I could uh-huh. listen uh, on my phone. But that's another reason the bandwagon was so awesome, because like if we're driving, obviously there's some white noise there. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if we're stopped, the, the generator is always on. Yeah. And it was just constant white noise. And it was fucking great some of the best <laughs> night's sleep ever <laughs> you slept with your feet towards the the driver's the driver's uh, area right yes okay why some people don't know to do that and they sleep oh. head first and any kind of slamming on the brakes or right. anything like that you slam into the it's just one of those things that people don't I think bandwagon's good enough like they provide bedding and a pillow mm-hmm. they put the pillow where it should be so you, you just you don't even have to think about perfect. it perfect yeah, I think I think the over overarching theme to what we've talked about with with kind of going through your story and things like that is awareness. I there's just uh-huh. this awareness that's like aware of other people's feelings, aware of how you may come across, aware of uh, what you're what you're witnessing when you see it, uh, aware of like just sound in general, just basic. Um, what's the word for the nor- homeostasis like the the <laughs> anything that's not normal like you pick it out you can hear it you just have this awareness about you that i think is is fascinating and it's kind of informing it from what i've gathered it's just informing all of your all of your uh big moments even small moments like it's all informed by this awareness um which i don't think everyone has it's kind of a gift mm. you know could be a curse but it seems <laughs> to be a gift the fact that you yeah, can process things in real time like that, like this is happening. Okay. I'm going to, you know, mark this down. Like this is, this is, this happened instead of processing it later. Maybe it's, it's like, it hits you a little faster. It seems like, um, just being switched on. It's really cool. Maybe so. Maybe um, so. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure in the areas where I should improve, I could improve, uh, I'm sure in the annoying areas, I'm really great at it, <laughs> but you're aware of it. Um, Right. You're aware of it. That's the whole <laughs> yes. thing. Regardless, good or bad, yeah. you're aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I I mean, it can only, it just leads to freedom, mm-hmm. you know? It just leads to the truth, which leads to to just total freedom. Um when you when you know what's happening, then you can deal with it and and get to a better place. And if you just don't mm-hmm. even fucking know, you don't even know that you don't know and you don't know that you're miserable and and or you know you're miserable but you don't know why like mm-hmm. i mean maybe it won't surprise you that i also have been to therapy <laughs> so like <laughs> it's important to me to 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 be able to check in with myself mm-hmm. uh quicker and quicker and quicker yeah because it's it is difficult it is difficult um and i'm always trying to get a little better at it well i mean it's it's the journey right it's not the it's not the destination it's the journey yeah. that's special you know and you mentioned earlier post tour depression. Is that something that is relevant in your life quite a bit? For for for, or is it something maybe more recent? You said you said you've been to therapy, but like, is the is the post tour depression just the depression that was always there that once the hustle and bustle's gone comes back, or is it specific? It's it's something that I experienced more when I was younger. Uh-huh. Um, 
probably, probably not in my teens. Cause I wasn't like gone for very long. I still had school and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but probably, you know, early to mid twenties, um, before I was really doing a lot of introspection and, and working on, on that stuff. Um, like, I think it definitely hit me to come home and be like, Oh, now what, mm-hmm. you know, nothing, nothing's happening. No one's telling me how great I am. I don't have a partner. I don't have an animal. Sometimes I did. Sometimes I didn't, you yeah. know, I have a shitty job, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I have a shitty job so that I can go back on tour. So therefore it is not rewarding in any way. Um, and, and so that whole working on your own self-esteem and not making the band be the central focus of your life, um, that helped with that. And I think now, like, I don't really have that anymore. I really don't. And it's been a long time since I've experienced it, which is awesome. Yeah. And, but I see peers Mm -hmm. that go through, I see friends that go through, I see bandmates that go through it. And it just, I just, my heart aches for them. (laughs) Um, and it's, you know, how do you, how do you, like, if, if someone is getting their fill, getting their high, uh, from being in front of a crowd, how do you tell them, okay, well now don't, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, well don't <laughs> like so easy to say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I just, I, I know it all too well. Uh, and I'm just very glad that it's not like such a big part of my life. That's incredible that you've been able to work that far through that. It's a, it's something, it's something depression is such a, like a, it's such a weird thing because it's I almost and I talk about grief a lot being a gift uh but also almost feel depression is a gift as well because it can keep you grounded somewhat hmm. and kind of keep you aware awareness again but keep you aware and keep you thinking and not really settling on anything like it can kind of keep like keeping the blood thin right like like uh um and keeping things lean like always knowing something it's almost like it, it now i'm saying it out loud it's almost it's like in recovery where you talk about like a higher power it doesn't have to be god it has to just be something is above you something is beyond you depression can kind of be that in way in a way where it's this kind of i describe it as like a, a just a blanket you can't take off um but it's also something that is What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working as most people are online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, You can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video 
for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze, and you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid, and I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest. Uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. 
So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. It's all around you at times to where all your thoughts kind of go through that filter, but it also forces you to to think about things more or think about things in Mm. a different way. So I almost think it's something we've been going over through in therapy is kind of recognizing your demons and not being ashamed of them and not being Mm. a negative to them, but almost thanking them for making you who you are. It's just accepting them. Yeah. Yeah. Weird thing. But um, I'm realizing right now that like, I should probably use the term post tour blues. There you um, go. (laughs) That I have not actually, (laughs) uh, I'm not someone who has uh, experienced, um, clinical depression, mm. maybe a little acute depression post-tour, yeah. a little acute something, something during the pandemic every now and again, you know, um, n- you know, normal response to abnormal situation kind of thing. Um, so maybe I am not someone who should say <laughs> my <laughs> thoughts on what you just said, because I am not qualified. <laughs> well, I, I apologize for that. Cause I, I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, the no, the the post tour crummies or whatever. You call there you it. go. Yeah, because honestly, like the times where, because I'll, I'll, you know, uh, and again, I'm still, I'm still, no one, no one listen to me right now. But um, just talking to my friend Dewey real quick. Yeah. Um, but like this idea that like you just have like no serotonin, and if I'm even getting that chemical right, mm-hmm. and yeah. and and without it, you're just like I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm done. What's the point? I don't care about any of this, whatever. Um, And how maybe other people that don't actually experience depression, you might be more familiar with that feeling. Like when you get real sick, Mm -hmm. like when you, I don't know, for example, have a cold for three weeks and you're just like, I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. Like everything is terrible. And then when you start, your body starts to feel better. You're like, Oh, there I am. Right. And so that's my only connection. Uh, to to it and 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 so therefore i'm unqualified to say i disagree with you a little bit about because i think i think it's more hiding who you are hiding what's going on instead of revealing uh what's going on i i think it uh prevents you from seeing um anything else that might be you know if 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 going on tour if playing a show in front of people that are clapping if that's the only thing that gets you out of that funk Mm -hmm. Well, that that's not the answer is not, well, then do that every day because you can't. Right. Yeah. So the the it's 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 kind of maybe it's showing you that all this other stuff, there's something else in your life that is good, probably. Or if it's not needs changing and and should be worked on instead of like trying to play as many shows as possible. It's like, what about let's concentrate on all this other stuff. Let's Mm -hmm. appreciate what we have over here. Let's work on this other stuff over here. Um, and again, this is just for, you know, when people have the blues, not, um, when people need a prescription or sure more, more help than we are qualified to give clearly <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry guys. Your pleasure is brought to you by fucking manscape. <laughs> uh, which we did. We did have, we did have them advertise with us briefly. I, I will full transparency. It was really funny. Cause I always said I would never, I would, the manscaped company that does oh. like the, the trimmers and stuff literally just get, we have like a third party that sells ads for Love the show. It. 
And all well, of a sudden, aren't you I lucky. get. I, I'm still waiting for a dumbass ad for my podcast. Are you serious? I don't have, I don't have enough like listeners, I guess. I'm sure you so do. So I don't get I don't get any like ads thrown my way. But I would I would at this point, <laughs> I got to pay that mortgage. I would read anything. All right. <laughs> this is Shauna from Manscaped.com. Exactly. I got to stop saying that because it's because uh, yeah, you're giving them gonna, advertising yes. when they're not paying. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you guys. No. Um. <laughs> just a box showed up with like this thing called a lawnmower 4.0 and i was just like nice okay and then a size medium underwear and a size medium t-shirt i'm six five and 360 pounds they obviously did not do any You're kind like, of research nice or ask try. anybody yeah. I was like well goodwill goodwill and then yeah throw this thing in there i'm sure the lawnmower works fine i'm sure uh, it does everyone's got to take care of themselves a little bit i use it on my son's hair when i cut his hair i use it <laughs> to edge around his hair uh he's 10 and i he likes me to cut his hair for him and so i do the re trimmer and then i take the lawnmower 4.0 and i do the details around his hair that's what I, I use. let me tell you something i love i love weird little things like that that are inappropriate for kids but not harmful <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I find things like that so funny, you know, because nothing bad is happening to your kid, right? Like, no. like nothing bad at all. But it's so funny to think that you're using this thing meant to trim <laughs> pubic hair for men specifically for some reason. Yeah, like that's um, that's the only. Yeah, sure. You know, um, and using it to cut his hair like that's great. That's yeah. great to me. Cool. That is high comedy. <laughs> he has no idea what it is either. He just he used the black yeah. trimmer. Yeah, because it's quieter. It's he's got autism, so he's very sensory. Like, so he wants the quieter trimmer around his ears. Oh, so for sure. Can we use the black one? Sure. sure. Yes. Why is it in the bathroom? I, <laughs> no that's reason. That's where I put it. I just I set it there, and I think I've charged it once because I just I literally cut his hair every couple. Do we weeks. don't tell us how you use this thing? Keep that to yourself. Please do not go into okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's private. My I don't son, need to know that. My son's gonna hear this later. Like, oh, Dad, really? Uh. Anyways, we well we need to get you some ads for your show then. Uh, yes, please. You know, but this is something that's taken five years to be able to to do that. But uh, that's when it they just stuff shows up and like okay, you're yeah. advertising yeah, yeah, for yeah. them now, and they just put it in. I love it. Or read this read this thing, and I'm I'm still conflicted on that. It's so funny. No, I'm kind of like I'm totally embracing the. Um, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism kind of, yeah. kind of vibes lately where I'm just like, there's nothing like I can do my best, but like, mm -hmm. like what, what are you going to do? Like get that money. Yeah. Get that, you know? get that money. Get that money. Don't tell me how much it is. <laughs> the, and I'm not going to tell you, <laughs> Yes, but get that money. We're not going to talk you know? about it, but just We're put, not it, on gonna talk about it. put it just on the porch it. and walk away. Yes. Um, and yes. Yeah. Yes. Don't look inside. Okay. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. And I'm I'm kind of at the point now too where I'm sort of figuring out. I've done the podcast for a year and I need to figure out what I'm doing next. Like how am I going to keep going? Am I going to approach it in a different way? Um and so it's it's definitely like end of year reassess mm -hmm. time. Um which is it's cool and exciting and also like scary and like okay, fine. You know, yeah. all the things. I think you should keep doing it. It's a great podcast. Easy I've, for you to say, someone with advertisers. No, um, no, I. Well, but that's I also very have kind children. of you, actually. <laughs> that's fair. I have a dog. If that counts, right? No, it's fine. Um, no, I, I, enjoy, you know, my favorite part of doing the podcast was um, interviewing experts. Mm -hmm. 
on and and the whole premise of the show it's called but her lyrics um and i interview people about uh a subject that i've written a song about mm-hmm. <laughs> i interview people that know more than me about uh, the thing i wrote a song about um and then also interviewed the band and talk about recording and writing and 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 my inspiration and and whatever and you put it all together and then at the end of the episode you listen to the song and then you know all about it um and i love that idea mm-hmm. And, but my favorite part was interviewing the experts and I'm like, I wonder if I could do like a, if I could tweak it. So, you know, this first season was every song on our latest album, wonderful hell Mm -hmm. in order. What if I could just do like whatever song of ours from the past, I'm the most inspired to do and just interview an expert and not really even talk to any other band members mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and just give a brief history on the song, but then talk to the expert and then be done with it. Uh, I don't know. That's what I've been thinking. Cause it just seems, it's just so much work to like, to basically to interview five people per episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of editing for me. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. So that, that's, that's one thought I've had lately. And then I'm also thinking, should this just pivot to me, uh, me just talking and not interviewing anyone or should that's, I was just going to say that I would my love to hear child, your stream of uh, consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Should it be that? Um, should I, uh, do an episode about a, a song and then should I do an episode about, uh, something to do with safer spaces, something out of my book, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I don't know. I'm just kind of trying to figure out like that balance of what am I actually interested in? Mm-hmm. Um, and what are others interested in? <laughs> I thought that was going to sound so much more profound <laughs> until I said it out loud. <laughs> what are we all interested in? Let's make a podcast. Um, I don't know. Cause I, I, the, like doing the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Shauna Potter. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. <laughs> It's super cool to interact with people that actually want to interact with you, like that yeah. have questions, that have opinions, mm-hmm. um, that aren't trolls, that want to be there, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is that is really awesome. And and so I want to do something that they would be into, but just also that more other people <laughs> are into as well so that the numbers grow a little bit. Um and uh so that i could hire someone to edit the episode maybe that'd be awesome (laughs) i know several people that do that uh (laughs) if you ever need recommendations on stuff like that i don't edit these so i i don't i've never i've taken out maybe three things that someone asked me to take out later yeah that's it i just let i just it's punk rock i just let it go but that I think that's the reason I've been able to do it this long is because if I was editing yeah. these, I'd fuck this like three years ago. I would just yeah. throw in the towel. I hate it. Like I can't. Yeah. I can't. Like I'm it. writing. I'm writing a script. I'm tracking people down to interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I record it all. Then I edit it all. Mm-hmm. Um, like Brooks uh, from our band, he does like the final final edit, like the really like zhuzhing, like making it seamless. But mm-hmm. like, but I'm doing the majority, like the big stuff. And yeah, it just takes for fucking ever. And the, the return is not, <laughs> it's like, and, and, and of course, what did I do? I decided to do a podcast about my own fucking band that mm-hmm. is not huge, that only just now got a bandwagon. So it's like, of course it doesn't like interest enough people to warrant the time I'm putting into it. I'm putting so much more time into it. Yeah. 
than I should. But I also was looking at this, um, this, the season of doing episodes on this album. I was looking at this as this is a project I can do when I can't do anything else. Mm -hmm. And so it made sense. It, It made total sense to, to, to have it be like a time capsule, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and now I'm like, okay, well, I just played some shows. So maybe I don't have to do this podcast like this anymore. Um, so what else can I do? And it's kind of, I don't know. It's a, it's a fun time. I'm, I'm happy to take, you know, suggestions or comments from the peanut gallery. Please let me know. Oh, that's a problematic term. I'm sorry. I don't mean to say that. Um, <laughs> uh suggestions or comments from any listeners yeah please reach out if you have an idea um and it's not like a trolley one please tell me excellent yeah i think i would love to hear like stream of consciousness i love stuff like that where someone just gets on the mic and starts talking and you know half hour later you're like whoa like i learned something you know and and they're discovering things the same time you're saying you know what i mean like you're you're actively putting things out there um in real time things like that but then you could do a season of each record, you know, um, yeah. or just talking to the experts on, I mean, you guys have some very interesting conversations and, and, uh, I mean, people love that kind of stuff or talk to people on the Patreon, have them as guests and get their stories mm. and then talk about their experiences because 99% of the time they're much more interesting. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can have, you know, Mick Jagger on the show or, or, right. you know, or share or something they're like, the story from the person that's still in the van is probably more interesting and mm-hmm. a lot less rehearsed um, and real. That's why NPR is huge. They get those yeah. real stories from people that no one knows who they are, but the story is so compelling. You know, I think you have a gift for storytelling and, 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 a, and a, you're very intelligent. You're very well spoken. So you're, you're easy to listen to on a podcast because you're putting things across in a, in a very, um, digestible is the wrong word but like a very it's very like a welcoming way it's not intimidating it's not oh my god i love you know, that it's 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 not it's not digestible <laughs> is the you. wrong word but it's it's welcoming it's not and, and a lot of times speaking of like uh when someone looks at someone who's an activist or very passionate about something some people can be turned off by that or turned away like oh i don't want to hear this preachy thing it's mm-hmm. not that way you're teaching at least you're teaching your feelings about it and thoughts on it. Even if they disagree with you, I think people would still listen to the episode. Wow. And that's something that's very hard to do. And that's why I really hope you keep doing it because uh, I, I think you have something here. Wow. Um, and I'd Thank be glad you. to throw ideas back and forth at any time or, you know, what do you think of this? You know, um, and that also. Is... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is like. It's such a super cool thing to hear you say, though, about the podcast, um, something that I haven't really like thought about, but I was very intentional when writing my book mm-hmm. that I made sure that it was n- not coming from a place of judgment, of you're doing things wrong, uh, of just like, hey, I know some stuff. Why don't you learn what I know? And mm-hmm. you're probably already doing some really great things, but we can all do better. Right. Mm-hmm. Like and I I you know, didn't want to put too much like activist or academic jargon in there. I just wanted to be like nice and simple, easy to read. And, and something that seemed like when you read it, you could be like, Oh yeah, I can do this. And that you would want to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so 
the idea that that vibe made it into the podcast as well. I'm like, oh shit. Like I didn't even think about that. Um, and that's super cool. Maybe it's just cause I, I mean, I have always hated feeling preached to, mm-hmm. I hate it. And so I never want to do that. And, and that's why like for the first seven years of the band, like I didn't say a lot on stage like first few years i said nothing it was just song 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 like i never explained what the songs meant and because i was like whatever they'll figure it out like i'm yelling about it mm-hmm. and they, they can hear me they couldn't hear me <laughs> they couldn't hear me over these shitty pas i don't know what i was thinking um but i just uh i just didn't want to be that person like okay we gotta step up okay you're fucking <laughs> up and you gotta do this and it's just like fuck you don't tell me yeah. how to live so um and it took, so it took a while. It actually took, this is a story for a podcast. It, it actually took uh, Jello Biafra ah. uh, playing with uh, Guantanamo Baywatch and him watching us and being like, you guys are really good or whatever. And, and saying like, why don't you talk about the songs? Like, why don't you tell people what you're singing about? Like, it's important stuff. And I was like, I don't know. I just don't want to preach to them. And he's like, no, fuck that. Tell them what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I guess if it's good enough for Jello, it's good enough for me. <laughs> Um, no, my first reaction was like, shut up, man. Don't tell me how to yeah. be a lady and a feminist man. And then when I got over the, someone not telling me that I'm perfect, uh, then I actually listened and heard what he said. And I was like, yeah. oh, it's probably a really good idea, actually. <laughs> so now I, I try to find a way yeah. to talk about the songs that isn't like you in the audience, you're fucking up and here's how. Um, I'm just saying like, this is a thing I'm mad about. Maybe you're mad about it too. I don't know. I try to, I try to find, I just, uh, yeah, just preachiness just fucking creeps me out. I just hate it so much. It's funny that that's something you don't think about with how aware of things you are. I love that you don't think about that because you shouldn't think about that. Mm. But the other thing you got to think about meeting pathetic, right? That was a big moment in your life. When I asked you that, those that's one of like three things you brought up right like big moments in your life that meeting right that's what your podcast is if there's five people listen to your podcast four of them maybe three of them that is something is that important to them right like mm-hmm. it's they're spending their time listening to you right like they're spending whether they're mowing the lawn or doing whatever they choose to <laughs> put their mind in your hands right? They're hearing your voice in their subconscious, your voice. That's why podcasting is so incredible. Not and radio, anything audio like that. Yeah. Your voice, you become their subconscious for that hour, right? You are the voice in their heads. Sorry. That's why (laughs) speaking of ads, that's why people advertise on podcasts because they know for one, you're already engaged listening and it's the host's voice that's telling you to buy this thing which is why I've, I turned down thousands of dollars to not advertise vape pens or <laughs> things I don't like believe in. Right. Like if it's something like we joked about manscaped earlier, they just sent me stuff and, and they said, read this. I was like, this is harmless. This isn't going to hurt anybody. Right. 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 Uh, but I would never advertise something that's going to hurt a kid that listens to my show and says, well, Dewey says to do it. I'm going to do it. Fuck that. Like, it's not worth it to me. So, uh, but you, because you need to know with that platform, you are that you're in their mind. It, it's it's psychological thing. Like it's real. Like you're in their head, and you have to respect that part of it and and understand that. And 
the fact that that's the case, like there's people that are listening to your show that that's like their thing. That's what they want. And you're able to give them that. And it's a really cool thing. And you, you may change their mind. You may present an idea they never thought about. Uh, I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure that's what's happening. Um, which is going to do that butterfly effect. It's going to change, <laughs> you know, exponentially. Um, you know, it's something that, uh, I think it's really important. And I think you, you're already off to a great start. And I, I would really uh, hope you continue to do it. And, and like I said, I can help in any way you need. Yeah, uh, get those manscapers in touch with me, dude. Like, <laughs> whatever. No, you know, it's funny, like so long ago, like I accepted that playing music was just to, just to play music sake. Like, mm -hmm that there's, there's no money, there's no fame in this, like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm just doing this because I want to. And that's how I felt for, uh, not, not in the beginning. Cause I, when I was like five, I was like, I'm going to be just like Jam Jackson. You know, I thought I could yes. be totally like a famous pop star. Yeah. Um, but eventually you're like, Oh wait, I'm into like indie rock and punk and stuff. So like, no, that's not, no, that's mm -hmm. not cool. Like no way. Um, so, so I'm like, yeah, like, I'll just do this because I fucking love it and I have to. And that's great. Mm. Uh, I don't feel that way about podcasting. <laughs> I don't need to do it because I love it. And I'm like reaching yeah. someone like I want it to make sense for all of us. Mm -hmm. um, and that is just a really weird place to be in where it is this creative thing. It, it is cool. It's cool that I learned how to edit. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to edit before this. Like, so I learned a new skill and like, um, it's cool that it's touching people and reaching people and, 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 and that you're, you're telling me things about it that I haven't really thought of. And it's amazing. And I love it, but I'm also like, yeah, but I don't have to do it. It's fine. <laughs> like if it's just not, if it's just not working and, and that's, that's, uh, and I keep harping on it because I'm probably working it out in real time that I, I, I'm, I just want to find a way to do something with it. That is, um, that the time money balance works. Mm -hmm. And that's weird for me to say, to talk about the fact that I need money to live, like, but I need to come up with a way for it to work. Mm -hmm. um, and it might just be doing it longer till it catches on. It might be changing the idea um, a little bit, tweaking it. Uh, or maybe Omicron shuts everything down. Like we get a new wave and it shuts everything down. And I'm like, well, back to podcasting, no tours for a while. You yeah. know, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly but you i mean yeah and it's something you just have to work out and and uh i just i i just want you to know that i think what you're doing is great and and um you know i don't listen to a ton of podcasts because i'm always doing this yeah uh, so i don't listen to a ton of them be because a lot of them are formulaic and the same and and the same format and things like that and i just don't find it interesting and uh but yours I absolutely do and so whenever wow. I talk to someone that has something that catches me like that, I always make sure to to say, please keep doing it. Um, Thank you. you know, Thank you. But, uh, I will. I'll just accept the compliment and be quiet now. Excellent. Jesus Christ! <laughs> only took twenty fucking minutes. Accept <laughs> 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 it, Moose. Just smile and nod, please. <laughs> That's what we're gonna wrap this up with. We'll just yeah, just smile and nod. Just here you go. Here's some knowledge for you, and yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but. uh Man, I this has been a fucking blast. I've I've uh been excited to do this uh with you and and um yeah, I'm really glad I, that I was turned on to your band from from Jim and then I'm glad Brooks too. And, uh 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. It's I anytime I discover a band that I really enjoy like yours that that I maybe otherwise would not have been exposed to. I'm I'm glad it happened when it did, I guess is what I'm saying. Cause mm. I was receptive to it and it was really it was the right time for me to hear it, I think. And and um it's weird how the universe works like that. Not to yeah, ramble on I about that, that, but you know, like I say, I'm glad we're doing this now. We had this conversation tonight. We may not have last week. Like exactly the same way. It happened now. I'm glad it happened now because this this is, you know, been great. And um Thank you. Well, thank really you so much for having it. me. Of course. I, I appreciate it. And you've got uh so making spaces safer is your book, uh mm -hmm. which I still need to get. I do not have I, full transparency, I've not read it yet. Um, but I, I plan on getting that because I wanna I wanna check that out. But the podcast, Butter Lyrics, is fantastic. War on women, of course. Uh <laughs> patreon.com slash Shauna Potter. Shauna Potter. <laughs> and uh thank you. Yeah. So uh, hopefully hopefully people check that out. And and if you have not heard uh War on Women, check them out. Check out the episode with Brooks Harlan. And uh yeah, I just appreciate the time. It's been really great and and uh you're welcome back anytime for sure. Thank you so much. But, I uh, hope you have a wonderful evening. I'm gonna go watch TV now. Awesome. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Shauna Potter from War on Women. Uh, from the Butter Lyrics podcast and from the book Making Spaces Safer. Definitely check her out on the socials. I believe it's Shauna Potter, W-O-W, -W, or Shauna Potter, wow, war on women. Um, and you can check her out on there. Definitely go buy her book and check out her stuff. The band is fucking incredible. If you guys haven't heard them already, uh, do yourself a favor and check them out. They just finished a tour with Bad Religion and Alkaline Trio, and uh, they're home for a bit, I think. So check them out. Let them know Dewey sent you. Um, and I just was so stoked to do this. Shauna is a fantastic, fantastic person with tons to uh, tons to talk about and a lot of opinions and a lot of um, she's very active um, in a lot of causes. So uh, it was great to talk to her and, and pick her brain and get her experiences and kind of tell her story a little bit. So and also go back and check out the episode I did with Brooks. Uh, Brooks is the guitar player for War on Women. And he is uh, he's an awesome dude. He's really, really a great person. Um, the whole band is I, I just they're just wonderful people. So I'm glad I can bring some of this stuff to you guys. Maybe show you something you haven't heard yet. And uh, yeah, you guys keep coming back. So I guess I'll keep doing it. Uh, but with that being said, I love each and every one of you guys very, very much. Again, I apologize for my voice on this intro, outro. Uh, <clears throat> just this cold hit me right after we did this interview with Shauna um, that night. So uh, it's not COVID, but it is definitely a really shitty cold. So um, not enjoying it, but I wanted to make sure I got this episode out to you guys. The 12 Days of Peer Pleasure is coming up. Uh, it's going to be awesome. We did it last year. It was very, very successful. So we're doing it again this year and we'll make it a tradition as long as I can do it. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys for coming back week after week. Definitely subscribe to the Twitch, to the premium service and the Facebook. Um, you can hit me up peerpleasurepod at gmail.com if you need to get in touch with me as always. Um, and yeah, I just love, love, love watching the show grow with you guys and just being part of this family with you and, uh, bringing more people into it every week. Uh, it seems we, we seem to, you know, make a lot of friends on this show, which is really, uh, one of the most important things about it. I think it's very, a very cool thing. And, and I'll talk about that more on another episode. Um, I really want to dig into that because it's really kind of a strange phenomenon that happens with podcasting. So, uh, but I'll save that for when my voice is a little better. So you guys don't have to suffer through that. Um, but yeah, I've got a lot to do. It's December, 12 days coming up, got family stuff going on. We are going to be busy, busy, busy. So as always, guys, we'll see you on the radio.
Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard.